0: We're up and running. Okay, welcome everyone. I'm Cody Nicholson and you are listening to the very first episode of Mound Visit. This is a brand new spin-off show of my main show, The Baseball Experience. Uh, and so basically what I want to do with this show is that I have a bit of a new concept. Basically it's going to be a largely unedited and unfiltered, uncensored show. Um, and Basically, the reason that I want to pursue this is that every now and then, baseball has some things that, for as much as I love it, uh, <laughs> there features um, some pretty pretty stupid stuff that, that really pisses me off. And so uh, mound Visit is here to address those topics, uh, one of which we'll be discussing today, obviously. So I do want to warn everyone ahead of time that there may be a good bit of... Uh, profanity that you'll be hearing, uh, which is great because I really need that kind of release because I try to keep it as clean as possible on the Baseball Experience podcast. So um, this will be my own personal outlet. So basically what this is going to be is a solo rant show uh, for me to just go off and share all my feelings with you. Okay. All right. So uh, today uh, we have a big topic uh, and basically the way these are going to be produced is as they occur... Um, and under normal circumstances since we are playing in a shortened season due to the pandemic uh, that's going on with coronavirus um, we we uh, uh, when i say we i mean me um, i will probably be producing these as they come about that's the plan and i may end up curbing them to about five a year under normal circumstances under the shortened season i don't know how many there's going to be but again basically it's going to just come as it comes. So, all right. Now, before we begin, uh, I do want to make one quick mention about the Padres, in which uh, we are going to be talking about one of their players. Uh, so just quick shout out to them on their new unis. Uh, they're pretty pretty fire, in my opinion. I'm really happy they went back to the Brown. It was really unique. Uh, so both the home and road unis look really great. All right. Now, since I mentioned the Padres, and uh, since it's my intention to produce these as quickly as possible and get them out to you, uh, you probably already know that what I'm going to be talking about is uh, concerning uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and what recently took place in the game against the Rangers on uh, Monday night. Um, and so basically, he he, and and the team, and between both teams, kind of brought up this issue of uh, an unwritten rule of swinging 3-0 when they were up with a pretty sizable lead, uh, which was seven runs in the eighth inning. All right, so where do we begin? This is a pretty loaded topic, and uh, there's kind of a number of different directions, and I'm going to try to cover them all and give the most comprehensive breakdown as, as I can, and now I'm going to be referencing some other professional sources too. So um, first of all, let me just say this isn't even an unwritten rule. So I don't even know where that came from, and Tatis Jr. also made mention of that. He said he was lost on this, and he's, he's in the big leagues. He's been playing all his life. He's, he's a good player. Like, I haven't heard of this either. You know, I, I haven't made it to the professional level, but my God, this is not an unwritten rule by any means. And so I don't, I don't even know where people are coming from. Sometimes people just make the shit up. Like, I really don't understand. And it's a big problem because when it is unwritten, then not everybody is going to know it. And so I would expect every big leaguer to be aware of the unwritten rules because when we make mention of them, they're unwritten, but at least everyone knows about them. And if they don't and we just decide to make them up on the spot because we're just being little babies out on the field, then it makes it really confusing for everybody. And some people will just need to shut the fuck up. So, uh, you know, because basically this is akin to the Dallas Braden issue with A-Rod, uh, probably like 10 years ago already, um, when he got mad at him for like trotting across the mound after getting out. He was just going back to the dugout and he raised a fucking hissy fit over it. So anyways, uh, all right, so let's get into Get into this. It's not an unwritten rule by any means. First of all, okay, these are professional players. This is professional sports. There's no mercy rule. Okay, this is not little league, and anything can happen. Secondly, all right, a seven-run lead is not that big of a lead. Okay, um, and basically, uh, if if you're going to be telling that to your players, um, it, then what, it, what what kind of message are you sending as Chris Woodward? okay? It's like, maybe you're not even the right manager if you don't even have faith in your own players to come back from seven runs with two more ups. Like, come on, man. So let's let's just get that out, out of the way already, okay? This isn't even an unwritten rule, so this discussion shouldn't even be happening, but you know the media, they're going to jump on everything, and obviously I'm kind of making myself part of this problem. So, um, all right, like, actual unwritten rules are things that People are aware of and it's you know stealing with the big lead but then like you get into these issues of okay well then what is that actual number because right now that number is x and it's going to be a different value for different people okay so that's that's kind of bullshit all right so seven run lead in the eighth inning is not enough to be pulling back and anything can happen over the last two innings okay and I was and and I was watching uh, watching the Cubs Cardinals game And they started talking about this in the booth. Um, And there was a very real scenario as, as uh, the game was getting into the late innings, it was six to one. So it's only a five run lead. Uh, But JD, Jim Deshays makes a comment of, Hey, this does not have the feeling at all that this game is over. And the Cardinals were starting to press. They were loading the bases and all of a sudden you don't know what's going to happen. So, um, to be curtailing one of your best players and a budding superstar is just totally the wrong move. What are we doing here? You're 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 stifling the talent of one of your one of your best players. How can you even ever think that's the right move, okay? Um so this is and and the best thing that I could say about all this is the fact that pretty much no one is on the Rangers side, okay? So pretty much The Rangers can go fuck off, all right? And then what we need to see here or remember is that as the road team, the Padres, you play to win. Now, obviously, everyone plays to win. But as the road team, strategy-wise, you play for the victory. You play to win because you don't get the last at-bat. So you need to make sure that you're up uh, and up big as much as possible, okay? And this just goes back to it being a professional sport. And we're supposed to have grown men out there. Uh, but instead baseball is doing another one of its bullshit moves that's shooting itself in the foot because we have these unwritten rules and just kind of decide to make them pop up whenever uh, because, oh, they're beating us. Shut the fuck up, all right? So it's not a big enough lead, and why in the fuck was the takes on even being given in the first place? Oh, that's right, because Jace Tingler and Chris Woodward are butt buddies. All right, so... Get over it, man. That's the opposition. You're trying to fucking kill them, all right? You're no longer friends. Not during the game. Go share a beer afterwards, okay? Just stop. It's stupid, okay? As the home team, you still have two ups, and if you don't have faith in your team to score seven runs in those last two innings, then I don't even know what you're doing. Get out of here. You're probably not fit for Major League Baseball, all right? Uh, so, off on that, JD, he brings up a really good point. Uh, so... He, he mentions that, okay, if not only um, is that game not out of reach, let's say the other team scores a certain amount of runs. Let's just say it's four uh, because, obviously, Tatis hit a grand slam, and so that's not an unthinkable thing, okay? Uh, I was seeing it take place in front of me. It was a very real possibility uh, the other night when the Cubs and the Cardinals were playing. They were loading the bases. Thankfully, they got out of it with just giving up a couple runs. So... That game is, is certainly not out of reach. And let's say let's say the Rangers come back that next inning, um, managing to to hold the Padres without Tatis hitting that grand slam, okay? So they don't get those extra four runs. Let's say the Rangers come back, that bottom half of the inning, they score four runs. Now it's only a three-run game, and now that changes the entire strategy for the Padres bullpen of how they have to attack the rest of that game, and then it impacts the rest of the series because that's the first game in that series now they have three more they had one more to play in texas and now they're coming back home to san diego to play two more there okay so everything that happens has an impact down the road and baseball is played in series and these things always come back around you don't know how but so you have to do everything in your power to make sure that you're guarding against that okay there's this again this goes back to professional sports like You're not supposed to make it easy on the other guy, okay? These are paid players. These are professionals. Like, you got to take it on the chin when it happens. Look, these games happen. They happen all the time. And the stupid thing here is that we added a little bit of context, and it suddenly became uh, this brand-new unwritten rule, which, again, doesn't exist, all right? So I just don't understand. Uh, Does this mean, like, the Rangers were going to be taking their last six at-bats off? Okay. You know, assuming they all get out, like, cause that's, that's the message they're sending. Hey, we can't do this. Seven runs is just way too much for us. I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to go up there and look at everything. So, um, it, you know, I don't understand, like, does that, do the Rangers have to suddenly like not, uh, you know, are they just going to be giving up that's kind of what it sounds like? That's their plan, you know, right? Like I, I just don't understand the message that the Rangers are also sending. Um, so you're getting beat. Like, suck it up. Stop being a little bitch. Just understand what the true dynamic of a professional sports game is, okay? Like, this is so stupid. All right. Next, we need to talk about this missed take sign by the manager. So everything I've read between ESPN, MLB Network, uh, or MLB.com, uh, The Athletic, etc. Um, my one question was like, was the sign actually missed? Because uh, I didn't, I didn't know if this that whole aspect was was being blown out of proportion. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was. It seems like it, it was an honest mistake. Tatis, although like the part that makes it weird was Tatis was saying he was he was just so focused, in which like again, let's go back to Tingler. What are you doing like messing with your player? You're and and thankfully like so Tingler kind of. I think realized the consequences of what he ended up saying. And unfortunately maybe came out wrong. And, and, you know, in the moment you're just not really thinking of the bigger picture, right? You're just seeing, seeing what it is in that moment. And so, so he, he does kind of backtrack and go, uh go back and like uh, lend his support to, to Tati's um, in, in that. But like, look, your, your own player kind of understands the situation better than you do. He's locked in. Uh, he's one of your best players, right? So in your lineup, uh, so you had on deck Machado and based on, uh, I haven't looked at the box score, but like uh, what looked like to be in the hole was Eric Hosmer uh, because as Tatis was coming back into the dugout, he was one of the first players uh, he was congratulating, So, um, or that was con- congratulating him. Um, so your three, three big run producers are right there. Uh, and so when you get an opportunity, you take it. Okay, and you take it when you get it because we know in this game with the the way the three true outcomes tend to play, uh, the hitters fucking suck at hitting. So let your superstar do the damage when he gets the opportunity. You're not here to to be buddy buddy uh, with the other team. I know you got a tight knit relationship with Woodward and the GM, and you all had Texas relations, and you know. So like. Uh, this is totally the wrong perspective, and I think he sees that now, so that's fine. It's good it's like because this is really a, a learning experience for him as much as people want to say it was for Tatis, but I think Tatis already knew what he was doing because he, if he's locked in, leave him locked in. What if, What if Tatis goes on a slide now, right? Now because you curtailed him, look what you just did to your team. What a stupid, stupid fucking move. Come on would Joe Madden do something like this? No. He didn't put the reins on Javi Baez. He let him play. He let him figure it out. He let him make the mistakes he need to, needed to make, all right? Joe Madden's one of the most respected managers in the game. And he's got a lot more experience than you, Jace Tingler. So thankfully, you were smart enough to kind of come around and realize the error in your ways, not just Tatis's. Okay, the only part that people are supporting in regards to Tatis and what he did was, hey, you know, maybe let's, Pay attention a little more to get the takes on, right? That's the only offense. But again, why were you even putting the takes on on just because you're butt buddies with fucking Chris Woodward. Fuck that guy. All right. So both of you are new new managers. Okay. So you have just as much to learn as Tatis. All right. So let's let's just make sure that we fully understand that too. Okay. Thankfully, Tingler did. He came around. He was like, you know what? We're trying to put games away, and that's exactly what Tatis did for you, and so you should apologize to him if you haven't already. Hopefully, you have. It seems like you've kind of reconciled uh, the situation here. Let me talk about another thing regarding the pitchers. Okay, so let me get his name. So freaking... Nicasio. Juan Nicasio. Thank you. All right. So... Uh, just because you're down doesn't mean you, you get to take a pitch off, okay, uh, and especially if it's 3-0. and Now, baseball has a lot of philosophy in terms of should hitters be swinging 3-0. and Largely, the league will take a pitch then naturally, whether a take sign is on or not. You know, we can get into a further breakdown on that during some other time, but basically uh, it's a very small percentage in which players are going to be swinging anyway, however, you there are some people that are of the belief that okay even when someone is struggling the way Nicasio was, which is why the sign was put on in the first place um, that 30 may actually be your best pitch to hit because let's let's put the scenario this way right all right so Tatis takes that pitch now it's three1 this is the big leagues uh, so everyone you know everyone knows okay, Three one, like fastball, you know, guaranteed fastball counts aren't necessarily a thing anymore, okay? Especially for really, really good pitchers. Nicasio is eh, so maybe not. Maybe you're more guaranteed to get a fastball then, especially if he's struggling that bad. Um, so let's say he's he's good enough to to then throw a breaking ball, because then Tatis like, okay, I took my pitch, whatever. All right, now I'm sending dead red fastball. Let's say he throws a changeup. Uh, good enough changeup. Tatis, he swings and misses, right? Now three-two. Now, like, now it's anybody's game, right? And so again, it's big leagues. We don't give in. So then maybe Tatis gets gets another uh, breaking ball or something like that. Now he grounds out, and you know, now now your whole inning is fucked. What you could have capitalized on is just fucked because you you decided to curb the talent of your own best player. Uh, by putting the take sign on and redirect that situation to the point where it's a greater struggle for him. Uh, and then now now you just killed a rally because you made him take a pitch. okay? That's completely feasible, completely period. So let's get this other part right. If you're the pitcher, don't get complacent. Just because it's 3 and0, like yes, there's a high percentage chance the batter's going to take. And maybe what does this say? If you if you knew the, the signs of the Rangers, like, I don't know, or maybe you just have that much of an expectation that he's not going to be swinging 3-0 three, three and o there. That's equally possible. That's fine. Uh, I don't want to raise any allegations of the Rangers stealing the signs. And if it comes from a third-base coach, like, hey, everyone's looking. They're like, that's that's part of the game. There's nothing wrong with that. But think of it this way. There's a pitcher who made it into the Hall of Fame that never gave in 3-0. and o. He would always, always still try and work the corners. That pitcher's name is Greg Maddox. So maybe let's learn something from this on the Rangers' side and don't be a goddamn bitch, all right? So here we are, professional athletes. Everyone's trying to play as hard as possible. We've got a, a shortened season, so every game has, has that much more weight to it. So why are we ever thinking that this should even be a thing? Again, because the lead is not big enough and you only have 60 games to play. The Padres just lost their last five before that game, and now you want to risk losing another? Stupid. So stupid. All right. So let me bring up another point. Uh, and this has to do with uh, how baseball is, is different from other sports. And we obviously we know that if you're a fan. And it's very clear uh, just from the, field of, from the field of play to the fact that there's no clock. That's the biggest thing that I'm going to get at here. Uh, and if you want to listen to a discussion about uh, uh, my reason why baseball is better than football is the fact that there is no clock. Go check out the Baseball Experience regular show, episode four, when we talk about it during uh, our list of topics to include ERA, pitch clock, and move them the mouth. Um, so there's no clock uh, with respect to the time and duration of the game, uh, in which that means that no lead is insurmountable. And if you want a quick discussion on that, see my special episode with Drake Arnold also on the Baseball Experience. Available on Spotify. All right. So um, now the seven-run thing. We know we know that it's not that big of a lead. I know it seems like a lot if you're a struggling team and you're down that number of runs, but for the team that's up, it it when you get into a situation where suddenly like now the pressure is being put back on you because uh, now you start getting into that same kind of trouble, that lead doesn't seem that big. Okay. And where we draw that line is still arbitrary. Okay, for some, obviously, seven was plenty, and for some, five might even be enough. Um, For others, it's you got to be double digits, you know. So, um, but the fact of the matter is, there's no clock that the other team can manipulate in order to keep you from scoring. All right. So that's that's the first point. But more importantly, is that Unlike other sports, the defense has control of the ball. So this isn't like football where when a team is absolutely destroying another team, uh, whenever they score, they're giving up the ball. So then the other team has the opportunity to to then also score. But so when, when we're talking about, oh, this felt like running up the score, that's the fucking point. The offense stays on the field until you get them out. So... Every instance of offense in baseball is to run up the score. That's not a thing. All right? So let's not say it felt like running up the score. That's not a thing. The defense has control of the ball. The offense is reacting to it. And whatever opportunities you present to them, expect them to take advantage. Running up the score. Stupid. Fuck. All right. So... If I'm drawing further comparisons right now, if we go back to football where, okay, you turn over the ball, right? Um, and, and now what ends up happening, uh, the, the defense who, what used to be the offense, then they can go lax, right? They can start to pull back, change their coverage, right? to like zone or deep coverage, prevent, whatever. Um, but you never see whining, Like, okay, maybe the offense, if the, you know, for that offense that's been dominating the game, yeah, they're, they're probably not going to be assholes and like throw deep bombs every chance they get to run it up that way. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but even during the game, there's not an issue. It's only after when they meet at the middle of the field and then the coaches have a hissy fit and, you know, uh, so anyways, but like, what about, what about in basketball, those big leads? The 20 to 30 point leads like they don't take it off they keep scoring like if your defense is going to give it to you the opposing defense you're going to take it and that's the main point here you take what the game gives you okay like you're always going to do that and again because it's sports you don't know what's going to happen and the difference is that those have a clock and so at a certain point uh those games if anything, get manipulated a lot more because you can run out the clock it can, and you can do those other schemes to take advantage of that. But in baseball, every single thing is earned. I know there's tons of games in which it seems like, hey, there's nothing, uh, you know, this doesn't seem very likely that we're going to come back, right? You know, players start hanging their heads and all that. They feel defeated, they look defeated. But ultimately, it's still in your control so, because the game is based on outs, not time. So, so let's just clear that up as well, okay? All right, let's see. What else do I got here? And for the Rangers, retaliating in the most bitch way possible. Okay, you just gave up a homer. It was a grand slam, big blow, right? And then you throw at Manny Machado. What does that even do? Okay, obviously Machado is in jeopardy of getting hit. He could potentially get hurt. But, so, but what are you really accomplishing, right? You're just, you're just being like a little brat toddler who can't keep up with the bigger brother, right? You know, you're just not as good. You're starting to cry. You know, you're being a little baby like, Way, you're playing too hard. All right, again, people are getting paid. This is what's supposed to happen. So when you're throwing at Manny Machado, you just look like even more of a fucking asshole. All right. Even if, let's just say, let's just say for a second, this was an actual unwritten rule, right? Which it's not. Let's say it was. Does hitting Machado even do anything? You're just making the situation worse. Because what happens? Let's see. We still got Hosmer to come up. And this is, you know, I'm going off on, on a different, different result here. So Machado comes up, he gets plunked, he goes on first. Then you still got to face Hosmer. What if he hits it out? Now you just put yourself in an even bigger hole. But apparently it's the Rangers motto to say seven runs, that's too much. We'll get you tomorrow. But come on, that's not the right way to, to go about doing this. All right. You're not going to accomplish anything. You're not going to turn anything around on your piece of shit 10 and 12 team. All right, Chris Woodward. Fucking maybe you should focus on winning games. Right? Your team sucks and your stadium sucks too. That's another topic. All right. Let's see what other people have to say, right? Cuz basically I've already hinted at uh pretty much no one's on the Rangers side, so let's see let's see and again this this uh you know this this whole issue is only an issue because of the context that someone just kind of saw and made up on the spot right tati swung at a 3-0 cookie um and he and he blasted it over the right center field fence all right how could you ever be mad at that okay so this from espn article by david Schoenfield. Uh, quoting Chris Woodward, I didn't like it personally, but like I said, the norms are being challenged on a daily basis. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not right. That's correct. And you're wrong. So move on. What else we got? Yeah. And here's the other thing. This, this is what it reminds me of. And first of all, props to all the pitchers coming out and supporting Tatis um, they, they get it, they understand. Um, so, uh, and, and you know what, I haven't really seen any comments from Nicasio or, uh, who's the other guy that threw Gabo I'm not sure how you say that G I B A U T Ian Gabo I think that that is right. Uh, he's the one that threw at Machado. All right. So, um, so yeah, so now this kind of got, um, put alongside something that, that happened to Juan Soto cause he, he kind of looked at a home run. I haven't seen a clip of that or anything, but again, like, so you've probably, if, if you listen to my show, which I recommend, obviously. <laughs> um, so I, I talk about pitchers being divas a lot. All right. And, and so Soto recently stared at a home run for like an extra second. If you, if you've heard me talk about this before, you know, my stance pitchers are divas. And so here's a quote uh, from uh, Dave Martinez. Will Smith said something to Soto that I didn't really appreciate. So I just want to let him know, hey, it wasn't Juan Soto who threw the ball, right? And this goes back to, like, also Max Muncy when when he pimped a home run off Bumgarner. And we, we already know Bumgarner. Like, you know, he, he's got a lot of pride, and he's a good pitcher too. Um, So, you know, so he takes ex- exception to that. So that's fine. And, you know, and Muncy told him to go get out of the ocean. <laughs> so... Um, but let's, let's keep it in context. Right. So I've talked about this before on my other show and that as a pitcher, you, you are winning the battle most of the time. Okay. Right now it's better than seven out of 10 for most. Okay. If it's not, you're probably not in the league too long. Although you really have to suck. I feel like these days because the hitters are such garbage, can't make contact worth a shit. So, So, you're winning most of the time. And then what happens? You're in a jam. You strike the guy out. You get out of it. And you show the emotion coming off the mound. And the batter does nothing. All right? He goes back to the dugout. He gets his shit. He takes the field. And he looks forward to the next time. Meanwhile, someone hits a bomb off you. And you're just being a little bitch. Fucking bitch. Don't throw it down the middle. That easy. Don't expect a pro to take an at bat off. Okay. You prevent it you you presented him with the situation which he's trying to work himself in. Okay, that's that's his job as a hitter to get into those leveraged counts, just the way it's your job as the pitcher to leverage counts against him, right? You're trying to get him O2, so you leverage your entire arsenal against him, the same way he's trying to get To 3-0, so he limits that, limits the pitch selection, and so he can fucking mash one, and he did, because you suck. It's his job to beat you. But here's some support. Colin McHugh, swinging in a 3-0 count. This is on Twitter that he posted on the 18th. Swinging in a 3-0 count should not be against any rules, and it's not. It's not written or unwritten. It's not. Swinging a 3 0 count should not be against any rules, no matter the score. And he's right, because it's not. Before a game, I would always look to see what percent a guy swings 3 0. If it's over 20%, it means I can't just groove one. So here's a guy. He's understanding that, okay, these are accomplished hitters. They're here for a reason. They're big leaguers, just the way you, as the pitcher, are there for a reason. Okay? He did his homework. Nicasio did not. I would expect Nicasio and Gabo to not be in the league too much longer. He goes on to say, in this data-driven baseball age, there's nowhere to hide. If you have a tendency, it's going to be exploited. Swing 3-0, to me, it's the same as swinging first pitch of an at-bat. And that's the other thing, right? We made such a big deal that the fact it was 3-0. If you get a good pitch to hit, swing it. Swing at it and fuck kill it. All right. And you know what's amazing too is Tatis was still a classy guy after this. He apologized. All right. He's right. So I know a lot of unwritten rules. I've, I was kind of lost on this. Yeah, because it's not, it's not an unwritten rule. And we all know that, except for the Rangers, Chris Woodward. Those experiences you have to learn. Probably next time I'll take a pitch. See, look at that classy guy. Even he understands. So he acknowledges he might've been wrong. And again, his only, his only crime here is that he missed the take sign. And that's the only support I've seen for what happened. Ridiculous. All right. From Ron Darling. So, and and this is kind of the, the part that gets messed up with uh, the whole unwritten rule stuff. So he, And I quote, uh, he goes on to say, uh, this is still on ESPN. Um, I'm old enough, uh, old enough that I grew up in a game that a lot of older guys had all the power and they would tell you how to act, what to do. And you did what they told you to do because that's how it was. All right. So that was, that's like old school baseball. It's still lingering around just fine. Um, and for the most part, it's not a big deal. Um, but a lot of that's gone away, the hazing and such. Um, so uh, he continues, unwritten rules only work if everyone knows the unru- unwritten rules. Exactly. So when you make them up, it's hard for people to even feel bad for you. Okay? It's the same, like, all right, what's a good real life example? Let's use In and Out, right? They have a secret menu, it's impossible. To order from that menu if you don't know it exists okay so if you're going to get it and you've never been to in and out you're not going to know to order animal style you don't know so how is Tati's junior supposed to know stupid By their very definition, he goes on to say, nobody knows an unwritten rule. So what you have now is you're trying to make a decision that a 3-0 count in a 7-run game is off limits. Exactly. It's not. I'm just not with that at all. Okay. Yeah, see, it's just like, it's so ridiculous. And then, yeah, again, the context of this 3-0, because if it was 2-0, no big deal, right? Wouldn't even be talking about it right now. So this is the kind of stupid stuff that this show is going to be about, right? These things are going to come up, uh, and it's it's just going to be like, why does baseball insist on trying to kill itself? Does this kind of attention get you new fans? No, it does not. It does not at all. Here's another little bit. The Giants just blew a five-run lead in the ninth inning the other night. So even if you only got two runs coming back, let's say Tatis doesn't hit that homer. You only get two runs. The Giants just blew a five-run lead in the ninth inning. And look, I've been dealing with this crap with the Cubs uh, this season. Blowing leads, giving up lots of runs late in the game. Drives you insane. So don't ever think a game is out of reach. Okay? And just... Yeah, like, what what are we doing throwing at Machado? Now you gave the Padres ammunition to throw at one of your players. Not that anyone's worth hitting. <sighs> All right. From Trevor Bauer. Pretty good pitcher, too. All right. Here's what he tweeted. Hey, Tatis Jr., listen up. Keep swinging 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Keep hitting homers no matter what the situation is. Keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. Fun. Mm. That reminds me of a quote by another San Diego legend, Tony Gwynn. And The quote is, remember these two things, play hard and have fun. And those might be in reverse order, I'm not sure. Okay? And that's exactly what Tatis Jr. was doing. He was playing hard, Taking advantage of a situation, doing what he's supposed to do, and he was having fun doing it. Because hitting homers is fucking fun. All right. Number three. No, number four on that. The only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop that. Exactly. From Reggie Jackson. Here's a guy who's no stranger to on and off, uh, I'll just say, on field issues. I don't know his off field habits, but just, you know, he's gotten into his, his scuffles in the dugout and whatnot. Um, Fernando Tatis keep playing hard and playing great it's a pleasure to watch you play love your success and the Padres rise to be a winner keep leading the way it ain't easy to hit home runs keep bringing energy you have to the game we need players like you an all-star see that no one is on your side Rangers how do you feel probably pretty fucking stupid yep pretty stupid Pretty fucking stupid. Uh, I'll cap it off with this. Jay Stingler, uh, so he kind of went back and, like, kind of realized, you know, the error of his ways, as I've said. uh, It's a learning opportunity. He'll grow from it. And you know what? So will he. So, now that we got that out of the way, all right, this is is what this show is going to be all about. Uh, So, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, and those are all my feelings. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what I missed. Let me know your thoughts. Reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Facebook page, The Baseball Experience, or Twitter and Instagram at The Baseball EXP. Check out my website, TheBaseballEXP.com. Leave me a comment there or reach out to my email, Chris and Cody at TheBaseballEXP.com. Thanks a lot, and I'll catch you later.